Tabiso Masia on SAFM. And that is me, Tabiso Masia on SAFM. It's got a ring to it. Doesn't it? A very good evening, everybody, and a warm welcome to Sport on SAFM with myself, Tabiso Musia. Luyolom Kalip is behind the scenes. He's putting it all together and keeping me sane because I cannot hold my excitement. I'm so happy to be here at the SABC and at SAFM, and uh, I'm very proud to say that it's been a long, long dream that is being fulfilled at the moment. I was so nervous when I walked into this huge building today that I even went into the ladies' bathroom. That's a story for another day. Before we get the show underway, folks, please allow me to say just one thing, please. Moluene Pai. That is home for me. P.E. And being on regional radio for the past five years, I've never got the chance to say Moluene Pai. So my people, please call in. Let's hear from you because I know there are a lot of Chiefs fans out there and that's where we're going to start today on Sport on SAFM following the ugly scenes at the FNB Stadium this past weekend where missiles and insults were once again directed at the coach of Kaiser Chiefs, Steve Compella and the football manager, Bobby Mutawung, following the humiliating defeat to Chippa United 3-0. Is that the only way, Makos, throwing objects or is it because you have really had enough now so please call us after our top stories we'll take your calls on 0891-104-207 right here on SAFM and then after that I'd like us to have a conversation folks a discussion about the state of South African football at the moment where are we we're clearly behind because we're not going to the World Cup but how far and why and we have a panel in studio Velile Mbuli former SA Sports Journalist of the Year and of course uh, SABC sports analyst now and former footballer Pumuzo Manenza also in studio just to pick their brain and the reason we're doing this is just I just want a base as as, as a new show I'm starting off we've got an hour every single day Monday to Thursday 7 to 8 and Friday 6 to 7 so we just want a base so that as we continue having conversations because that's what we're going to have on the show we're going to have uh, conversations going forward and we want to have nation building conversations also so we want a base as we go along and talk about football and politics and all of that, where are we at the moment? And we'll do the same throughout the week. Tomorrow we'll talk cricket. On Wednesday we'll talk rugby. We'll also do boxing, athletics and swimming later in the week just to find out from the experts where are we as far as, as some of our sporting codes in South Africa are concerned. But firstly, our hardworking SABC sports team has been on the ground today making sure that you don't miss a thing in the world of sport. If you've been stuck in the office the whole day and here's how your day in sport has been. We'll start off at the Commonwealth Games where Chadley Claw completed the three-peat 50-meter, 100-meter, 200-meter flies, gold medal. There was also gold for Cameron van der Berg, Tatiana Schoenmaker in the pool and understandably, Chad is delighted. It's an amazing evening, you know, not just for uh, swimming but also for athletics. You know, gold and silver in the 100 meters, big ups to them. Uh, then Cameron got us started with an amazing win over the world record holder and Tatiana Skuman, the new star in the making. And uh, of course, me to round it off, I'm very happy and uh, probably the best night we've ever had in Commonwealth history. You know, I think it's nine medals now together on, on day five. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. Uh, you know, right on my personal best time, literally one 100th one off. I think that's the third fastest uh, 100 fly ball time after 14 uh, races in five days. I can't be happier. Uh, big thank you to everybody, my team my coach um, all the coaches the physios uh, one more race tomorrow the relay let's get let's get on that podium and, and make it far for me you know it's an amazing feat so I'm very very humble to win the treble uh, you know no one's done that before uh, to win the 50 and the 200 is, is something very special and obviously tonight was a tough race with my good friend James Guy uh, I couldn't be happier you know my parents in the stands my friends flew out from America to come watch me and uh, it's just been a special night and probably one of the most memorable uh, wins of my career for sure it was beautiful I came to the pool at 8 o'clock I had two hours to go I saw Cameron win, I started doing some push-ups, I was getting excited, I saw Tatiana win, you know, it was just unbelievable, you know, I knew that I had to finish it off for the house, um, you know, it felt kind of weird, it felt like, you know, in a boxing fight, the main event, 10pm, you know, the last, the last, the last match, and uh, that's, that's, that's exactly how it was, you know, I felt very proud and very privileged, you know, to be wearing the green and gold tonight and once again delivering gold for the country. I'm very happy, you know, I'm, uh, unfortunately, I'm like, I'm just short of the all-time record, but, you know, those guys took six games to get it. This is only my third game, so I'm 25 years old, and I feel like we're definitely going to get that record next time in Birmingham, and uh, honestly, very proud of my performances, can't complain. 
Well done, Chad. And now let's hear from the new 100-meter Commonwealth Games champion, Akane Simbine, who broke his major um, medal, ducket majors or international competitions by winning gold earlier today. And the cherry on top, as I said, during the afternoon, Enrico Bottas coming second, Akane running 10.03, Enrico 10.17, and they beat Johan Blake, these boys. So let's hear from them. Um, it's just really, really, really great. Um, I'm really happy with myself. I'm happy with my team. You know, my team believing in me, um, my coach working so hard and just, you know, telling me that I can do it, I can do it. I just need to believe in myself, my family back home. You know, it's just an amazing feeling to actually come here and do what I know I could have done, you know, and I actually came and I won the gold medal and it's something that I knew I could do. Quite happy with the, um, with the performance. Um, for a couple of years I've been working hard and I've been earning, um, you know, but I haven't Got into a final like Akane has been in a lot of finals, so this is my first final. And just to get on the podium is just um, amazing for me. Yeah, most definitely, you know, because it's my first final and I got into the podium. So from here on, it's just you know, you can just work for more podiums in the future. We're going for the gold medal. Yes. Yeah. I want to take home two gold medals. Enrico said, Enrico said, gold medal. Enrico said, in the right so well done, boys. 18 medals in total for Team SA. Fifth on the medal table. There should be more tomorrow, of course. And moving on to football, I can understand if you missed this. One of the biggest stories of the weekend, Highlands Park gaining promotion, automatic promotion after their 5-1 demolition of uh, attacks. And let's highlight that. And let's hear from the big boss at Highlands Park, Larry Brookstone. Owen's my brother, you know that we come a long, long way. Owen, Alan and me, we come a long, long way. And now we've got Simone here, we've got Victor, we've got Stavros, we've got Chris. We've got a whole, an additions to the team, but there's no way. I mean, uh, this is the third time. Uh, well, Owen and I have done it twice. Alan's been with me twice when we've done it. I've done it three times from the NFT to the PSR. So, you know, we've got to, it's very, very hard. And we've got to now go out and stay there. We'll find time to chat to them later in the week, Highlands Park. I think they deserve more time. And then another big story for me, covered by our SABC Sport team, Sundowns coach Pizzo Musimane, saying that that silly season time is coming where players are going to move at the end of the season. And it's already highlighted that something is happening behind the scenes. Let's hear from Coach Pizzo. You know, they'll say I'm playing mind games, I'm disturbing players. And when I want to buy him, they would not sell him to me. You remember the joint committee's issue with uh, Obringoma? Okay, but as the Dan, if uh, he wants this player, he says it. He would love to have this player. Okay, and and there's no problem. He says they say it in Europe. Everybody says, yeah, he's not our player. That's the answer. Yeah, but if a player like that is available, would love to have him in the team. You say that in South Africa, love letter. Coach, and you want to tell me nobody speaks to my players? You want to tell me nobody speaks to Begile? Nobody speaks to Tabo? Nobody speaks to anybody in my team. Nobody. They speak, but it's it's okay, man, guys. Why why we make this thing a big issue? Because somebody phoned my player. Okay, let's be matured with it. You know, I mean, our, ourselves with the clubs. You want to tell me there's nobody, nobody, who speaks to my players? He speaks to my players. You know, if we want Opa Manjes, how are we gonna get him? We speak to him. Okay. What if he wants to come here and we want to go get the player? He says. Who said I want to play for your team? I don't want to play for your team. So what, what are you buying? You buying somebody that wants to play for your team? He says, I never said. So you got to ask the guy, can we buy you? Can we spend money on you? And it's the same thing. You know, some people are speaking to my players. It's, it's normal. Tembazwane. Somebody is speaking to Tembazwane on one of the, mo- the biggest team. Biggest team. And I don't want to say they speak. And Tembazwane said, coach, this coach is calling me Almost every day. Tembas one. And the coach knows. But he's closer to me. So I'm not going to say it. I'll protect him. He's not Steve. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> 0891 Who do you think that coach is? He says it's not Steve, but he says it's closer to him. So who can it be? And talking about Coach Steve, the last uh, clip that I'm going to play uh, as we get into our discussion now is following the scenes at the FNB Stadium this past weekend where fans voiced their unhappiness with the coach and with uh, the manager of football affairs at Kaiser Chiefs, Bobby Mutawung. They held insults. They threw objects onto the field of play. Once again, the players had to protect him. And uh, what's his reaction to this, Coach Steve? 
you can't be oblivious. There are certain things that you prepare yourself for. And any preparation is obviously mental. You get ready for yourself. They are not happy. Uh, Chiefs has never lost 3-0 in the way we lost it as well. Whatever happened, you can't explain. And you, you obviously have to, you have to be strong enough to understand that, no, no, it's not going to be an easy one. Do we expect to come out here with them throwing roses at us? It would be, it would be unfair of us. The level of expectation is clear, and when they react like this, you, you take it as a lesson. It's an opportunity for us not to lose, but learn, so that we do better. And you, I can't, I can't run away. And I'm, I'm, I'm not the kind of guy who runs away from responsibility. If you are proud, you are a proud person, sacrifice and responsibility are the next logical components you have to embrace yourself in. And then you have to be brave and face it. You, you can imagine if I had been, if I ran away, what should happen with the players? My responsibility is to see to it that I own up and help the players, protect the players, and see to it that things get, get, get stable. What do you do, Tata? And you just have to go on. And whatever happens, if it means you going through whatever, it means you deserve it and go through it. It could be a learning process. So I, I, as you said, and it's amazing that you observed that, you just carry on with the job. You can't run away. Maybe we need to go for bravery management because some people go through anger management. So that's it then. What do you make of what Coach Steve Compella has had to say? We're going to get into that shortly, but your calls are always welcome here on Sport on SAFM. We'll be back after this quick break. For the story behind the action, catch Tabiso Musia weekdays at 7 p.m. And on that note, let's get straight into our conversation in studio with me. In studio with me, Velile Mbuli, former SA Sports Journalist of the Year, and also, as I mentioned, SABC Sports Analyst and former footballer, uh, Pumuzo Manenze. And we're going to talk about the state of football in South Africa. But the Chiefs fans are already calling, as expected. Patrick Epai, I have to come Gerard, to you. Gerard, I'm not a Chiefs fan. I'm welcoming you as a homeboy. Aha. Uh, welcome to the big stage, my man. Very proud of your, of your, of your, of your, of your work. Excited to have you on, on national radio. We can hear you now, not from Power FM, but yeah. So I'm excited. I'm not a Chiefs fan, but I'm 100% behind Chief Kobele. must remain there. Oh, that means you're a Pirates fan then, Patrick? <laughs> it's an obvious choice. But look, I'm happy for us. Look, we are on the soul soothing season for us as Buccaneers. Mm. Uh, we've been there. We, we, are, we are recovering uh, nice and slowly. Um, there's nothing much I want to say about Chiefs fan. <laughs> Chiefs, 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 what just they're going let through Chiefs, now. Let's I'd like, I'd rather reserve my comment, but I'm just saying welcome, my friend. I'm listening all the way. We're here to support the channel. Thank you, Patrick. Great. You're the first caller on Spot On and from a buy. Can't get better than that. Let's go to Vico. Vico? Good, good evening. Okay, Vico is gone. Vico, are you there? Okay, we'll try and get Vico back on the line. But, gentlemen, really, oh, Vico is here. Vico. Yeah, Taviso. Yes, sir. The only super sport fan you know, Zico from Magau. <laughs> <laughs> where, where are the other four? Because there are five of you all over the country. Ah, don't worry. <laughs> don't worry, member. <laughs> What's on your mind, member? No, I just want to welcome you, man, on your new sports show. Yeah. And then, you know, real fans will always support you. Great one. Thanks. Thanks, Zico. Thanks for the call, member. Good to hear from you. Good to hear. We'll take calls later on. As part of our discussion, please feel free to call in at any time. But I want to get the thoughts now. I want to get the thoughts of our experts firstly on the topic. And we're going to go back to the lines. Veli Lumbuli, Pumuzo Manenza. Firstly, welcome, gentlemen. Well, Drugsut, welcome to SABC Sport. Welcome to SABC. And it's good to have you here. It's been long overdue. Thank you, thank you, sir. <laughs> I think uh, it's, it's, it's good to call you a colleague now, you know, Tavis or Traxut, my colleague. Uh, it's good to be here, and uh, let's kick let's kick this show off in style. Ah, Ndolivua, Vomanenze, bold and the beautiful. Thank nah. you very much, sir. Velile, let's get straight into it. Um, firstly, mm-hmm. there was a meeting apparently at Kaiser Chiefs yesterday mm-hmm. on a Sunday. How much do you know about that, and was it a crisis meeting? Yeah, well, it turns out that the meeting was more directed at uh, uh, players uh, having to pull up their socks, mm. um, especially after this result, that 
I think it for me it effectively takes care that she was out of the contention mm. um, for challenging for the league title. I know that the coach is still talking about mathematically still being uh, there having a chance, but. Um, I think, and I think there's also something bigger uh, coming up later this week, maybe to address the hooliganism. Um, because I saw earlier this morning, Kesa Chiefs football manager Bobby Mtawung, I think mm-hmm. he, was a, he attended a meeting um, with some stakeholders at uh, Off Stadium Management South Africa at FNB Stadium. Um, and I understand that I think on Thursday there will be something around there. But I think it's 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 been long coming. I mean, it's not the first time uh, we've been at the venue. <coughs> Um, especially FNB Stadium, mm. uh, where missiles have been thrown to the pitch and the coach has been the target, and the players were doing the very same thing that they were doing, trying to uh, rally behind the coach. And also, if you look at the events around Kaiser Chiefs, um, they've now gone two and a half seasons um, without achieving anything. Yes, they are still in the semi finals um, of the Nightbank Cup, where mm. they are playing against um, Free State Stars next week. So, I don't think there's anyone out there who will say they were entirely surprised mm. that Kaiser Chiefs um, are in this situation and we saw the scenes uh, that we saw on Saturday. Even though I've got to say that uh, we don't condone what was happening there mm. um, because if there are issues, there should be proper structures where the fans are dealing with the club uh, to address these things. But maybe the another question would be, is the club listening to the fans, saying that this thing keeps on happening, um, especially at FNB Stadium. Mm, interesting. Pumutso Manenze, um, I would think as a Pirates, fa- a Pirates man, you don't <laughs> care what happens at Amakosi. But I heard you on SABC Sport this weekend, and you've actually taken a different turn into this. And you actually, I don't know if you're supporting or protecting Steve, but you're saying the players must take the blame for what's going on here. I think firstly, uh, I'd like to say I don't condone what the supporters are doing. Mm. As uh, my colleague Veli said, that there's proper channels to deal with your frustrations. Mm. Um, Steve Compel has not been getting the results mm. that uh, the supporters are expecting. And uh, I think uh, one thing that uh, made me upset over the weekend was the players that were protecting Steve as, mm. as he walked as off shield. the pitch, as the mm. shield. One way to protect the coach as a former player one way to protect the coach is do the business on the pitch. Show commitment, show hunger, show tactical discipline and the will to get the results for the coach on the pitch. Because if you get the three points, it means the supporters won't throw the missiles. Mm. And uh, that's what I'm saying to the Kaiser Chiefs uh, players. It's not all of them though. Mm. It's not all of them. There's a certain section of, of players yes, that yes, are not yes. showing commitment to, to, to that brand of Kaiser Chiefs. Mm. So I'm saying the players need to stand up and be counted also. Um, the other frustration that the supporters might have is, is uh, the combination that uh, the coach is trying at Kaiser Chiefs. Mm. Because I think as, uh, as a sports analyst, I, I can tell you that there's a lack of creativity in that Kaiser Chiefs uh, final third. And a lot of responsibilities left on the hands of uh, Simpoe Chabalala, who has had a great season, uh, uh, just to mention that he has been doing a good job. But mm. the, the supporters are a bit frustrated in terms of the combination uh, that he's selecting. But the players... The duty of protecting the coach mm. is up to the securities. Where now your business is to protect him with the result on the pitch. Point well, taken. Well, now, Velile, well, I know well, you want to jump in and I know what you want to say. <laughs> yeah, he is saying that there is a lack of creativity. He's saying Sipiwe Chabalala is basically carrying the team. But um, there's a player called Pelel and Changasa on the bench. I was listening to oh, in the, the coach of um, a Chipa. And by the way, credit should also go to Chipa. Yes, yes, yes. They've completed sure. a double. Yes. Over Kaiser Chiefs um, this season. Taking nothing away from Chipa, mm. but when <laughs> you mm. can have Chipa completing a double mm. um, over Kaiser Chiefs in one season. And this is not the first time mm. um, they are doing this. They've beaten Kaiser Chiefs before 2 0 in one of the last matches of the season at, at the same venue. But what Vladislav Herrich was doing um, and was talking about was that they targeted Shaba. Mm. And they made sure that if they make sure that Shaba doesn't function, then that will be Kaiser Chiefs done. Um, in, in terms of um, creativity. And just like it happened when they went to PE to play against Baroka, mm. Njangase was not even on the bench mm. this past weekend. Against uh, Fritz Stars, he was on the bench, but he was not used. And yeah, th- I think th- there are question marks there. And But I will not dwell much on w- what is happening because as journalists who have not watched a case of training session in four years, mm. 
So I cannot come here and talk about Orlando Pirates and Sundowns because at least those teams have watched their training session. But as journalists, we've also heard that the coach doesn't rate him as much as probably the fans the fans uh, do. We've heard that. Maybe it doesn't work as hard, hard enough or he wasn't his signing. I mean, is there any truth to that? Well, I think the jury is out. Um, if now he can't even make the stands, in fact, he can't even make the bench, uh, maybe he travels to PE to be part of... Um, the the traveling team of mm. 20 players but is not part of the 18 mm. mesh day squad i think that give that gives it it, it it away but i think also when you look at the last two three matches of Kaiser Chiefs, the bench has been more offensive. Mm. And I think another challenge they had this past weekend was the issue of injuries, um, especially to to their defenders, Rama and, you know. But you see, the problem at Kaiser Chiefs, and if you listened to one of the questions coming from the colleagues in the post-match was, do you hear the fans? The fans are not just saying Steve, they're also saying their football manager, mm. Bobby. So, the problems that Kate achieves, they go beyond um, what we see with the technical team. Steve, yes, he's the problem, but not the only problem. He's part of the problem. Because you're a problem when you're, you're going three seasons with nothing. Then, obviously, you're a problem. But I cannot tell you now to say... This is the Kaiser Chiefs football model. Mm -hmm. But I can tell you about in Orlando Paris, and I will say to you, they had Mayela, they had Dube, they yeah. had Memela, they had Losh. These are the players who are coming from the NFD and then sent back to other clubs, and then they come back and they are reviving the team now. So you can see their model. You can see the Sundowns model as well. Um, but with Kaiser Chiefs, I think football-wise... They are just more questions than answers. Well, we were told about the Chiefs' way, so I don't know where is the Chiefs' <laughs> way and what's happening at the university because there's also that partnership with the university in the Val where they are working on something with Kaza Chiefs. But we'll get on that as we go along on this show. Let's also welcome Coach Zeka Marks, who's going to join our discussion as we talk about the state of football at the moment in South Africa. Coach Zeka, thank you for joining us on SAFM. Welcome, sir. Thank you for having me on your show. I really appreciate it. And good evening to my colleagues and uh, the listeners out there. Coach, I don't know if you've been in a situation like Coach Steve where fans are hurling insults and throwing objects, but what do you think goes through a coach's mind um, after the game and when, when that kind of stuff happens? Well, I was listening to your conversation and it was quite interesting. Um, uh, the, the answers that were coming through, a lot of it was true. Uh there are many aspects uh, that you have to look at before you start looking at what goes to your coach's head. Mm. And I, I can tell you, for example, it was my case when I was at Swallows, uh, when we do, weren't doing well. Mm. It was more behind the scenes that was influencing the performances on the field than anything else. Mm. And as a coach, it's frustrating because you can't talk. You've got to keep your mouth shut. You've got to put him on a brave face as if everything is uh, uh, hanky-dory. And, uh, and now we brought up uh, the chief scenario. We don't know what's going on behind the scenes. So it's easy to pick on the coach because the coach gets the blame for these when there's no results. So it, mm. it's a very tricky situation. Uh, I heard one of you guys saying that you haven't seen the chief's training. You've seen finest training and, and, and Sundown's training. So it's easy to comment, and I agree with you. We, mm. we don't know. We only see the game. You have to get the training session. You have to see what goes on before we can even start judging. Mm, mm, mm. Good one there from Coach Zaka, Zaka Marks there. And we please call us, Chiefs fans. Continue 891 or Whether you're not a Chiefs fan or not, do call us. Do call us and we'll take your calls towards the end of the show. But as we get into our discussion now, Velile, we're trying to find the current state of South African football, where we are at the moment. And out of 10, where would you say is South African football at the moment? Well, and yeah. why? Um, it's a, there it's a tricky one mm. um, because now the operative word is vision 222. <laughs> Mm. Um, so we always have to go back to this document and and also see where we are in terms of uh, the targets because the document talks about um, being ar always around top three on the continent and in the top twenty in, uh, in, in the in the world rankings and when you look at the current situation we are far 
very far um, from from achieving that. Mm. And and also it talks about uh, regularly qualifying for all the international competitions. And as things stand, yes, the under-17 um, has been to the under-20, under-17 World Cup. Under-20 has been to the under-20 World Cup. Mm. Uh, the under-23s, they've been to uh, the Olympics. And you've got the under-17 women's team. Uh, they've just qualified um, for, for the Olympics. But now, yeah, also maybe you, you can say Banyana Banyana, they've been to... Brazil? To Brazil uh, in this period mm. um, of... Of uh, this vision 2022, because most people don't even know how Vision 2022 uh, came into being. Vision 2022 came after Bafana Bafana had failed to qualify for 2012 mm. uh, Afcon tournament. Uh, I think that was an equatorial Guinea and Gabon. Mm. And the coach at that time, I think it was Pizzo Musman, and the president mm. uh, was Kerstin Matandani, where they called this uh, technical symposium, mm. and almost all the thinkers around the game, especially on the technical side, they came up with uh, this blueprint and um, this is when we get, we got to uh, to be in this situation uh, to have this vision. And then when uh, the current Safa president, Denis Jordan, was uh, elected, uh, he continued um, with with this vision 2022. But I, I would say, because even today I revisited uh, the, the Safa website and mm. you find that now, they no longer have that whole document uh, because the previous document, I think it was about 85 pages yes, long. Yes, 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 I've got that. That document, it had the timelines, uh, in, even in terms of the targets, uh, what they want to achieve at a certain time. And you find that most of the things are not there now. I'll just touch a bit. One of them was about the PSL because remember, the PSL is a special member sure. um, of SAFA. Mm that the PSL should go back to 18 teams mm-hmm. and that the PSL um, should go back to the CAF calendar uh, February to November. But obviously the events there uh, of what is happening around the continent have also changed because CAF is sticking to the August-May uh, calendar. That the PSL, the NFD uh, teams, 16-16, and all the second division teams um, which is the APC Mutsepe, should all have women's teams. Mm-hmm. And this is something that is still far from happening. And and we're in 2018 now, approaching mm-hmm. 2019, uh, something that was supposed to have been implemented from 2013. So I would say when you look at, there are some good things around Vision 2022, but it's just good on paper. Mm-hmm. Because ever since they came into being also, they, they, it talks about national football philosophy, yes. which is where I think uh, the bold and coach uh, yes. lollipop for me will have to talk about that because when you watch our teams, you hardly see the identity. Uh, you will see this team playing this side. Uh, so the national football philosophy, uh, I think we're lagging behind there. But on the coaching education, mm. I think there's progress. If you look at the number of local born coaches coaching in the PSL today. And even if you can go to the top five uh, today, Tabiso, mm, if on, you go to the top the five um, in, 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 in the PSL and you look at which teams, mm. um, Sundowns is a local coach, mm. Marisbeck is a local coach, mm. Kaiser Chiefs is a local coach, um, City is a local coach. But there's, 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 I see there's, where you're going. Yeah, yeah I see yeah, where you're going. Yeah. Before I bring Coach Zeka in, because I want him to touch on this playing philosophy. Uh, bold. A lot of people yes, feel. A lot of people. I'll come to you now, Coach Zeka. Pumuto. A lot okay. of people feel that our players at the moment are just not good enough. That the current crop of players is just not the best that we've produced. What's your take on that? I think uh, that will be a little bit harsh, but uh, if you go to the stats and 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 check what happened in the previous years. Um, I'll go back to 1996 mm. when I was still uh, a young boy in the rural areas of Venda watching on TV. Mm. You, you're speaking about the likes of Lucas, uh, the likes of Philmon Masinga. Mm. I think Mark Fish, after that, uh, he also left. Elman um, Mkelele went overseas after that. Uh, the Sean Bartlett, the, the Benny McCarthy. The late Seizwe. The late Seizwe. You know, um, just to go back and touch on those players. I think those players uh, stood the test of time overseas and... Uh, they were not just 
squad members uh, they were playing at the, uh, the national team. I think the last time uh, we had a regular uh, overseas and uh, mm-hmm. at a big league was uh, Steven Pinar, if, mm. if, if I'm not mistaken, because uh, the rest of the guys are, are playing not all, all, all the time. Um, I think uh, also the likes of Andy Lejali, they, they are representing as well, even though he's injured at the moment. But yeah, it, things have changed. Uh, and I think when when those players I've mentioned went overseas, uh, the cash was not in the PSL at the time. Uh-huh. You had to go look for it overseas. Mm. And at the moment, I don't think uh, players in the PSL, there's, there's a huge gap. The, the, the gap is not that huge anymore. Mm. You can uh, still uh, play in the PSL your whole career. And Buy nice cars. The problem is they can't drive their houses. So ah. that's that's why you see the cars, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I think um, financially, I think our league has improved a lot. Mm. Uh, but coming back to the point that Velila was addressing, um, mm. I would say our state of football, uh, I would give it a seven. Mm-hmm. Because uh, you look under 17, we, we were at the World Cup. Under 20, we were there. Under 23s were at the Olympics. The only problem I have is those players are not graduating to Bafana at the rate that I, I would like to see. You know, uh, are they graduating to their teams? Firstly, exactly. in the PSL. To, 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 to the PSL. Mm. Because if you look at the under-23 team that uh, beat Brazil, mm. uh, Benny McCarthy went to the Bafana, Clinton Fortune went to Bafana, Steve went to Bafana, mm-hmm. uh, Jabu Pule went to Bafana, Aaron Bazo went to Bafana. Mm. Uh, just to mention a few, Emel Baron also got a chance at Bafana. So at that time, we were graduating. At that time, some of us were playing at under-17. Mm. We graduated to under-20. Then Stephen Pinar and Leslie Manyatella Villacazis, they graduated to under-23. You could see the growth. Mm. And when I was at Pirates, when you come back from the national team under-17, you were, you, you were guaranteed somehow that you're going to be in the 18 uh-huh. on the weekend. And you're going to get 10, 15 minutes to play. And that's how we graduated into the first team. I would like to see more of that happening. Coach Zeka, over to you, sir. I mean... W- on a scale of 1 to 10, where is our football at the moment? And also, I want you to touch on the playing philosophy. We've been told so many things about how South Africans must play, the strengths and the witnesses. Do you buy into that? Yeah, I do buy. And uh, I liked what Pomuto was saying now uh, about uh, the under-17s and we've been in this World Cup final and, and, the, and the, the ladies. And in the junior ranks, from a national perspective, we, we've really done exceptionally well. And someone alluded there to the fact that we're not going on to the next stage. The next stage is to play in the PSL clubs. The players are not getting their opportunities. So that is already a stumbling block. It's all very well to play in the junior league, to play in the junior national teams, but where to from there? And um, that, is a, that is a major problem. Mm. When you look at uh, the opportunities that the youngsters uh, are not getting, you, you've got to look at certain aspects here. Firstly, coaches are not brave enough to, to promote the youngsters, which is a problem. The club structures don't allow for the youngsters to, to, to come through. So the, the industry in itself it makes it even more difficult for the youngsters to, to come into, into the PSL. That's number one. Number two, the NFD, which should be our second strongest league, is probably not even close to that. Mm. And that is, where, that is where the problem comes uh, even though they have the, 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 the rule where you've got to play certain under-23s and, mm. and so on. The problem here is that the, 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 the youngsters are not good enough to play in the NFT. They, they fast-tracked and then it backfires. The structures have to be re-looked at. The development structures have to be addressed. We need to strengthen the, the youth development leagues, not, not academies. We, we're mm. living an illusion with academies. Academies don't always produce players. It's leagues that produce players. The, the guys need to play in leagues across the country. I think uh, we're not strong enough in that in that aspect. Um, so it's very very complex, and and that is why we left with this situation at the moment. We we've done exceptionally well with one, many years ago, and it just fell through because people took the eye off the ball. The problem here, you've got to blame soccer, and I say this with respect, uh, because they're not doing what they should be doing to address. As going forward, it's all very nice having Vision 22 and, and, and so on and so on. But that doesn't sort out the problem. The problem is more complex, and football is more complex. Now, addressing the question where you asked about playing philosophy, we've got no playing philosophy. 
uh, we just play. If you, if you look at certain teams that play certain style, uh, as a country, we don't, we don't have it. So it becomes a problem. Uh, every coach who comes in has his own way of doing it, and it's fine. But if you look at Brazil, there's a specific style. If you look at Spain, there's a specific style. If you look at France, and, and so it goes on. I'm not saying that you must be copycats mm-hmm. and all the coaches must play the same style because then it takes the creativity away from the coach because then it's copy and paste. But we should have some philosophy of playing and it that doesn't exist at all. If you watch if you watch the NFD, it's ninety nine percent direct football, get the ball into the box. It's almost like the old English football of nineteen sixty six. That's what it looks like sometimes. When you watch the the PSL I mean, I watch some games and, and sometimes I'm, I'm really forced to switch off because I can't stand and watch what I see. Uh, and that's it. And we're going around in circles. And we'll have the same discussion in five years' time. Mm. And that's the same part. Coach Zeka, you touched on something very interesting about our structures here. And I've always felt that I think our structures are all wrong with all due respect. I mean, if you look at the ABC Mutsepe League, every region produces a winner, but only two can go up. Northern Cape, they'll have a winner every single season. But if they don't make it in the playoffs, there's no team from that side. But NFD, um, the under-23 rule, coach, does it work in the NFD? And is that a development league? Because owners here want to get promotion, and I think that's the main thing that they're in the NFD for. You know, as a a club owner, and I know this for a fact because I coach two clubs in the NFD, the guys spend, firstly, their grant is really low. The guys spend about, and depending on the ambition of every club, uh, they spend about 500,000 rand extra a month out of their own pocket. Now, this is supposed to be second division, South African second division, which is supposed to be the second tier of our football. Okay? Mm. Um, not enough effort is put there. I just find it amazing, and I say this with respect because I don't know what the ideas are, that we, put, we plow more money into the multi disky league and we have television and the stadiums are full with, with the reserve league than the NFD league. Mm. I mean, how do you want to progress football when you're spending more money in the reserve league than in the NFD, which is your second division? Mm-hmm. That is where we should be growing. That's where we should be plowing money. They should be getting more airtime. There's no television, right? They don't get enough television. So how are they going to draw sponsorship? Mm, good point there, Coach Zeka Max. Ooh, lines are open always, of course, on the show 0891-104-207. It's Sport on SAFM. Still in studio with Velile Mbuli and Pumuzo Manenze. Velile, I want to come back to you now. Some interesting points there being raised. And I see your tweets. We will recognize you also on social media. Uh, Vusintiman is saying, this is so refreshing. I'll be addicted to this show. It's real national radio listening from my home village. There. Thank you. Thank you very much there, uh, Vusi. Somebody called Ace Ngobo says congratulations but i see some copyright violation here in the name of the show spot on <laughs> there's a sport difference with an with r ace. sport with an r sir. please don't take us to fifa ace. <laughs> we, we we're gonna lose to you everybody loses to you but Valila, let's move on now um let's there's something else that that i want to talk about here mm-hmm. and it's the battle for schools football that's happening between safa and sasfa why are these men in suits fighting over schools football and where is the matter now because we've always been told about the we've always seen the importance of school football yeah well uh, you know this is one of the key areas uh, i also wanted to highlight and as a coach lollipop and uh, the boulder also um, looking fr- from a technical side i've, I've always believed that uh, you know the fa has got some uh, good ideas and all this, but for me, I, I I see the technical side of the FA as the weakest link. Mm. Uh, and taking nothing away from their current uh, TD, the technical director, mm. but I think Safa technically, um, even from the executive itself, that's that's where they are weak. And this is where you see even their competitions are weak because they don't seem to have a, a solid plan of turning around um, football on the field of play. Mm. You know, we, we can talk about the elections and all these other things, but for me, where it matters most, and this is where it also um, comes into having a successful a development plan, mm. but 
also most importantly having a chain you know when shakes was there you you knew that okay odg would come and you would see a mudiba that you had seen at under 23 and he will come but when stuart baxter came uh, he went back to some 34 year olds and 35 year olds mm. and when this 34 and 35 year olds have not achieved now he's going back to say uh, let's talk development but it's difficult mm. especially when you mirror that with what is happening at Kaiser Chiefs and Super Sport United then you see that uh, <laughs> we're having problems here. but then mm. coming to the point you're talking about mm. uh, of schools football there's vision 22 talks about launching a vibrant schools football program and also having 10% of SA football participation uh, or population to, 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 to play football. If you've got 55 million people, then that means you need 5 million people mm. uh, to play football. But that is not happening. And I understand that that case um, is currently at arbitration level. Mm. Uh, I spoke to one of um, the legal guys who was involved with one of the two sides. Um, in this case, it's at arbitration level, uh, uh, the matter between Safa and Sasfa. And uh, as you would know, some Sasfa members um, have also went to Safa, to Safa side mm. uh, already. So uh, there are those issues there. And are they fighting over money? Because really? there are a lot of sponsors. Schools football, football is the bedrock of a football development um, especially when you look at the number of uh, players mm. because all the players were talking about at under 20 under 17 uh, all those players were playing in the MTC those are school going uh, players most of them um, so we, we seriously have um, these issues and this is where I expect the Ministry of Sport mm. uh, to show leadership mm. Because for a very long time, especially even under the previous minister, Tulas Nguyesi, they have been calling for the two bodies uh, to find a solution uh, to this thing. Because this vision, 2022, or whatever it is, it will never be achieved if school's football uh, is not going back. Because as things stand, both SAFA and SASFA, even though they continue to run individual tournaments, but they are still not making up the numbers that are required. Mm. We've got over 23,000 schools uh, in the country, but less than 5,000 schools are playing football with under both uh, organizations combined. Mm. Bold? What? How important is schools football? And also, um, are our players getting the right coaching at a young age? You were playing when you were young. Were you getting the right coaches compared to what you know now? I think uh, you get proper coaching when you get to the development teams of, of, uh, of these teams in the PSL. Mm. But the question is, the people that are going to coach our youngsters at schools, are they mm. qualified enough? Mm -hmm. Do they know uh, uh, the basic of coaching in, in, in those environments? Mm -hmm. how, how are you going to assist the schools in terms of getting proper coaching? That, that is the other question that we need to ask. Where does it start? My, my issue is let's get proper coaching at the schools. Then we'll be talking a, a, business, a different language now. Mm. Because yes, the likes of Dr. Kumalo came from uh, school sports. But modern football requires proper coaching for these youngsters. Mm. And we've seen that at Diambas, some of Coach Tobosanong was at one of the schools at one stage and they were doing so well um, at, 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 at the time. Coach Zeka, back to you and also Pumuto. I think that's a good point that you touch on because also we need to talk one day about the teachers that coach our kids after school. Are they getting paid? Should they be getting paid for their time on the sporting fields? Because they spend a lot of time on the sporting fields with the kids. But Coach Zeka, back to you. There's also a debate about the influx of foreign coaches in South African football. They keep bringing different styles. They're confusing uh, the players. There's transition football. There's this and that and that. What's your take on that? Oh, uh, okay. There's a place for everyone in football as long as he's the right person irrespective if you're foreign or not. The problem I have with foreign coaches is that some of them bring nothing new. Some of them are not better than us. Some of them are underqualified, and they get to coach PSL teams. Mm. That is, like to me, mind-boggling. Uh, they go around Africa. They collect a CV by jumping from club to club. They land in South Africa, and all of a sudden they're experts because they're foreign. I think I think that the local coaches deserve a little bit more respect. To be, to be honest, 
Uh, we're not far behind the foreign coaches. The guys I've seen that come here from other countries, and you know what the guys do because football's a small industry. They've brought nothing new, with the exception of two or three guys, and I say this with respect. We can't, we put, we can't put everyone in the same uh, basket. But what I've seen, and what I hear of the foreign coaches, some of them is actually they shouldn't be coaching at all, never mind coaching in, in South Africa. I think the local coaches deserve a bit more respect. We have got quality. It's about uh, the club owners taking, being brave enough to promote coaches. Okay. The problem I have here is that coaches as, as a, uh, are disrespected and undermined as a, um, a profession. Mm. And that's where the problem comes. It's not that we're good enough or not bad enough. We, I think we are, we are on par with, with some of the best coaches in Europe. I go to Europe every year. I've got my UEFA Pro license. I know what the guys do overseas. So doesn't, I'm talking about, I'm talking now with, with facts. Mm. Okay, I know what some of our local guys do, and I also know what the foreign coaches do. So the guys appoint a coach based on a CV, and the CV is the most misleading thing I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> they don't look at his leadership qualities. They don't look at. They don't discuss it. They don't even interview a coach. They just look at the CV. They see the guys coach 15 teams in, in six months, and they appoint him. In Scandinavia somewhere. I mean, you know, I think Coach Lollipopia is making a serious point. Uh, mm. I see one of the coaches was linked to one of the big teams here, and that coach, I mean, he's coached Sri Lanka and Bangladesh. I mean, oh really. no, oh no, hold it there, Velile. Let's go to a quick break. People are calling in. We'll take your calls after this. Call Tabiso now. Oh eight nine one one zero four two zero seven. Tabiso Musia on SAFM. Cabello, I'm coming to you quickly in line one. Vilile, just wrap up your point in 20 seconds. No, I think the coach, uh, the point coming from Coach Zeka is very important. And it talks to club licensing because club licensing talks about the grading of coaches. Um, who should be coaching at the PSL? Uh, should you be having a CAF Pro license now that there's a CAF Pro license or CAF A license? Because we know that in the PSL, uh, there are teams at the beginning of the season, that were co- coached by coaches who didn't even have the entry level Velile, of maybe, KFD license. Maybe to just come in quickly. I was impressed by Fadlu Davis last season. Yes. I think the season before when they wanted to give him the job, mm. he said, mm. I want to finish my UFR license first. Mm. Look where he is today. That's the point I was speaking about. Are the players properly coached? You look at Pitom Simani, mm. look at what he has, yeah. look at where he's sitting on the log. You, you, you look at all, all the teams, you look at Benny McCarthy. He did not just retire and went mm. to coach. He's doing he his pro license. And he's doing his pro license now. Hence the results that they're bringing to the PSL. Even Coach Pizzo, still doing some work. Cabello and Orchards, good evening. Welcome to SAFM. Member, member, welcome. How are you, member? Okay, new member. I'm well, I'm well, and thanks for welcome to, to SAFM. And, and hi to Pumuzo and, and, and Veli Lede. Remember, I, I don't want to derail you from the conversation that you're talking about the mm. license and stuff, but I just want to comment on the, on the, on the, on the event or, or the, what Chief Spencer did over the weekend. Mm. Pumuzo is right. We, we, we need to learn as, as, as supporters, not to, 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 to confront, uh, difficulties with the manner in which chief supporters have done to over the weekend. We need to learn. This thing of of, 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 of overcrowding the, the the coach and wanting to throw bottles and stuff. We must learn. As, as supporters we must we must improve. We must consult our structures so that we can face our problems there and put our our problems there that we, we have at as branches. If we are not happy with the coach we must just consult the, the chairperson and, and talk to them. Because these people are there, they're running the business. You must know, these people are running the business and they are there to listen mm. to us as supporters. They do this business without, without us as friends. Okay. So we are not, we are disabled. They must just, they must just listen to us as friends. Well. Loud and, and clear, I just want to Yeah. Yes. Oh, he's gone. Patrick in Pinoni, good evening. Welcome to Sport on SAFM. Yeah, I don't want to deviate that much, but the key essence of football in general and what Chiefs did, Chiefs used to be a team that knew how to come back. Uh, during the days of um, Trevor Tim Kuru, you know, uh, Shane McGregor, Dr. Kuma, Lumkomboti, Lucas Hatebe, uh, you can name them, you know. 
And when you look at pirates even today, our our football has changed drastically and dropped. It's because of SAFA, PSL, there are too much uh, uh, politics, you know. Football doesn't mix with politics. And when you look at our moral compass as Africans, South Africans, we wanted to adapt to Western styles. When Clive Barker left us in and we qualified and we won the, the African, the, the Afcon Cup and we went with Jomosono to become the runners-up. So football guys finished in 1998 World Cup when we went mm. through. Because if you can look now, the performance, players are big-headed. I'm a Hortman, I'm Angelo Sekasi. You know, I'm coming from Wadville, town, where mm. I was staying next door to the former goalkeeper of Swallows, William Jama. Jomosono knows him very well, you know. We used to see Chaka Chaka Mbondo, we used to see a lot mm. of players, you know. And I'm telling you, grounds are empty. People are eating Nyaupe. I'm a Hortman. You know, so we are more into things that don't benefit us. I'm a Xbox, PS4, okay. <laughs> okay, Patrick, okay, 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 very clear. The previous caller, you listen to the previous caller, he speaks like Justice Malala. You know, he must go in politics. Okay. You can't contradict yourself. Football is not theory. It's passion and love. You have to sleep it and dream it and eat it. Nice you one, understand. Patrick. Thanks. We have yeah, to move sure, on. Sure. Tami in Monfre. Moluene Monfre. Tami, who corner? Tami. Hey, Ninja in Monfre. Still in Gozi. Nda, 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 Good evening. Uh, guys, uh, I think our problem is, is, is like this, as you said, the school... Uh, football, they should they should start they should start there. Link up with those go- with those guys who are coaching these kids after school. Train those guys so that they can bring the, the, the young stars while they are still young. They are, when they are 15, 14, into like in, into proper structures uh, because we we are losing them. Like we lose like you, when you go around the schools, you see so much talent. Yeah. But that talent does, that, that doesn't doesn't end up in the PSL. That talent, you find that some of those guys they become drunkards. I'll tell I you something, Tammy. I'll tell you something. Hello? Gavin Hunt once told us he was invited to an under twelve match. Told about these mm-hmm. two great kids. They were really good. He got there. The kids twenty minutes before the game were doing frog jumps. By the time the game started, their legs were so heavy, they were tired, they couldn't kick the ball. And he blames it on the lack of proper coaching and coaches that, that know exactly what to teach the kids. Rebuani, I'm so sorry. Remember, we'll take you again tomorrow. We are out of time. Coach Zeka Marks, thank you very much for joining us. It's been a great discussion, sir. I hope we'll speak to you again soon. Pomuto Manenze, Velilembuli, our time is up, gentlemen. We're back tomorrow. We're talking the state of cricket in South Africa. I am Tabi Somusia for SAFM Sport.